Welcome to the Pickup Fantasy Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Luis Prado and Tyler Smith. And we back, and we back. Here we are, uh, episode nine of the Pickup. Luis, back in Walla Walla, boy, how was your Christmas? It was great, man. Um, didn't get a whole ton, but got to eat a ton, so I'll Dude, take that. Damn. You know, as you get older with those, yeah, with those adult, um, those are the adult presents now, the, the beer and the food. Sure, yeah, a couple adult beverages and uh, and good good uh, Christmas time. So I hope everyone had a really good Christmas with their family. Uh, welcome back to the pickup. This is episode nine, Thursday, December twenty sixth. We're doing it again online with ZenCaster. So I hope that we're coming across clear on the mics. But I, I think it was pretty successful last week. What do you think, Luis? Yeah, it worked great on my end. The only thing that we could tell is I'm a little lower um, on the volume, and we are working on that, and we'll get it fixed and squared away. Yeah, for sure. So let's let's get this thing rolling today. Uh, there was some good games on, over Christmas. I was a little disappointed with how the Christmas slate pl- panned out, but we're going to go through our normal breakdown uh, with the fantasy basketball podcast that we normally do. We'll go through our news and injuries, and then we'll run through uh, maybe players that are returning soon. We'll get into recap of Christmas games and talk about big waiver wire pickups. So uh, Luis, how, what, do you, what do you got to start us off today? Um, well, since they, they're playing right now or yeah, actually they're playing right now. Luca's back. And I know that he only missed four games, technically five, because I think he only, the injury happened two minutes, just something like that end of the game. So that's some good news. Yeah, I was listening to a Roto World podcast on my drive up from Walla Walla to Spokane today, and Doctor A was telling a funny story about Rick Carlisle, how he got Rick Carlisle's shoes when he was a young kid, and uh, he was talking about how Rick Carlisle always pulls people's legs, and so on his podcast he goes, "I guarantee you, Luca comes back either today or Sunday, even when Rick Carlisle said there's no chance of him playing this week." Oh wow, that's that's crazy. So yeah, yeah, I thought it was happening. pretty funny. Yeah, so it ended up happening. Yeah. So he was right. Luca is back, and he's actually having a really, really good game right now. I think yeah, we'll go into that game as soon as uh, we get through the Christmas games. But yeah, that's good. That's good news right there. Yeah, heck yeah. Some other returns that I have uh, coming up just to start us off with good news is uh, Luca's back. PJ Washington's probable for tomorrow, and then the other news about Karis Levert sounds like he's on the verge of coming back. Yeah, see, so I was just, and we'll get into my injuries because um, we'll talk about probably Cat a little bit. And so four out of my five top picks have missed weeks, and so I just cannot seem to get healthy. But P.J. Washington only missed five games. Luca only missed four. And I wish when my injuries happened, they were that short term. But it is good news. <laughs> yeah, it is good news for everybody that uh, for everybody that had him. And same thing with Levert. Yeah, in our Ewu Hoops League, in fact, I'm playing you this week, so I'm very thankful that Cat is not putting up some nasty stat lines against me. Yeah, man, I can't. I cannot fight off the injury bug. It's one after another. Thank God it, it wasn't. I, ha- I haven't had too many where they're just piling up on top of each other, so they're kind of. One would come back, one guy comes back, another one gets hurt. So it's, I guess, I'm not completely getting murdered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of fantasy sports for you. I want to actually, speaking of EW hoops, did any, did you guys have a mandatory board meeting? Did anybody get together over break? No, man. It's. It, I think it's just not the right year. Everybody was uh, busy. Some, I saw one of our guys was in New York and – uh, yeah. The other one, yeah, the other one went to Idaho, and um, yeah, man, I I tried though. Trust yeah, me. N- never a lack of effort, that's for sure. So, uh, Iwu Hoops, we uh, have a new listener that I just found out. His name's Josh Eggers. So, shout out to that homie. Uh, you know what? I'm really pulling for is if Josh is listening to this, I I would like him to come into the league next year. Yeah, we'll probably end up having one spot open, and I've always. There's so many people that always ask us to let them join our league. And the way I explain it, and it's uh, the same, they use this explanation in the league, which is a, a comedy series um, on, I can't, I think on FX. And, but theirs is about fantasy football. And the way I explain it to them, it's so when you're a, 
uh, Supreme Court justice, you once you get appointed, you can never get demoted. Like you can't, it's not like per term. So there is not like a six year term or a four year term. It's literally when you retire or you die. And that's the way I explain it to people. Our league's like, you're yeah. a Supreme Court justice. You get uh, the you, bid and you're in unless we kick you out. Yeah. And there's hardly anything that you can do to get kicked out. So you got to be pretty bad with your team. Yeah, that's the only way, but more than likely yeah. we try and make it so that people stay no matter what. Yeah, we've been running our fantasy league now. I think this is going on like our, our seventh or eighth year, dude. It's been so much fun. I, I think we have a super good group of people and they all are just like our brothers. Yeah, yeah, it's family. It's it's They're all family. Shout out to the fam. All right, let's roll. Let's get our listeners what they want. Get the people what they want. So let's start with Luke Kennard, your boy, Luke Kennard, bilateral knee soreness. He is out two weeks. God damn, there goes another one. Bites the, bites the dust for you, Pippin. Yeah, I know, man. I'm telling you, I can't. I can't. It's every week. It's someone new. Um, in our league, we don't have an IR. And if you've listened before, you already probably know that. And I had to let him go. Yeah, for sure. I, I actually was really surpri- surprised when I saw that you dropped him. I looked at uh, his timetable two weeks and I thought, you know what? He's putting up top 85, maybe top 75 value. So I don't know. I would have maybe considered holding him. But uh, I understand that, yeah, it's probably the best decision to get rid of him. If for, And it just depends from team to team. If you have a IR spot, easy, you put him there. Um, if you don't and you are, have been lucky enough to be on the top six or on a standard league where you have 12 teams, then yeah, you can hold on to them because you have, you know, two weeks is not going to knock you out of the playoffs more than likely. Um, mm-hmm. or if you don't have any injuries, but I have both injuries and I'm towards, I'm like number six. So yeah. I'm yeah. On- and, and, and you're playing the goat Billy Bean this week. So you can, it's hard to get dubs. <laughs> it's hard to get dubs. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it. Just really depends on the situation, but yeah, two weeks for him is is harsh. Yeah, that's rough. So I would have considered moving on. I don't think there's any big implications in in uh, in Detroit on that injury. I don't like their roster, man. They have a really rough roster as far as fantasy wise. Yeah, I didn't. You know what? I didn't even think about looking his backup because I didn't. It most of the time when somebody goes down, you, you already know like, okay, who's that's a, that's a guy to pick up, but yeah, they, um, they have the guy yeah. from Ukraine. I think Svi S V I is his first name. Uh, not interested. Yeah. I, I would be more interested in Brown than, than him. Uh, just yeah. personally because of the track record of the, how the season, uh, yeah. So, so, so yeah, uh, Bruce Brown might not be a bad idea to put on your radar. Um, as, and Langston Galloway some, sometimes eats up some minutes. So that's unfortunate to hear the news about Luke Kennard because he's been surprisingly really good this year. So shout out to Duke. They'd be putting out the white boys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw him <laughs> last year. I knew he was going to be good and too bad. He just hmm. got dinged up a little bit. Yeah, man, he's been a definitely exciting to to watch him kind of blossom as a player. So the other big injury that we've kind of been keeping an eye on is Carl Anthony Towns. Cat is day to day. It sounds like he's trending in the right direction. What do you think? Maybe mid next week for a return. What's what's your what does your gut say? Yeah, I think that he they just want to get it right, and he seems to be a fast healer because even when that injury happened, as I watched it happen. He played through the rest of the game, and it did not seem like it hurt, like it was bothering him on the court. Of course, there's got to be adrenaline going and other things going on. And I'm sure when he went, when he woke up the next day, he's probably a little more sore than he would have wanted to be. And so, I think with all that, I think, um, yeah, I think anytime here coming up soon. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the Timberwolves don't have a great record, and they might not be fighting for a playoff spot this year. So they have a little bit of incentive to hold him out a little bit longer, but he looks like on the verge of coming back here in the next, I'd say, couple of games or so. Uh, Gorgie Jang's been the guy to pick up in, in Minnesota for sure. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. And if he was going to be gone for longer, I would absolutely would have already added him. But yeah, like I said, sure. I never thought it was going to be anything long term. Yeah, and Cat's been top five player this year, hands down, hasn't he? Yeah, we before he went before he went down with the injury, he was top three. 
Yeah. In this Roto World podcast, they talked about their second half uh, players to consider for continuing to put up top five value. And they have Nikola Jokic sliding in as a top five player in the second half of the season. Is that something you agree with? Yeah, he's been putting up triple doubles um, and getting back to his old self. Now, I we'd have to really sit down. Those guys probably sat down and looked at like uh, schedule, strength of schedule and playoff schedule and things like that and then came up with their information. But I don't see why he couldn't be top five. But I would just need to take, you know, sit down, take a close look myself to yeah. give a, you know, a firm, a firm yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Danilo Gallinari just got ruled out today. I don't even recall him getting injured, but he, they, they stated he had an ankle injury and he's projected to miss three games. The rooster is a slow healer. Uh, that's not good sign right now. Yeah, and we mentioned him a couple times that he was doing very well and it was maybe a time to move him. He did miss the game before this one, so that'll be at least five games in a row now. Dang, dude, he might not be back. It says it's only a three-game absence, but I have a really hard time believing that. Yeah, man, it's like like we've talked about it before. Like we were saying, it's yeah, man, that guy's injury history is is long. It's anything puts him out. God, but Danilo is such a a great fantasy player. He's a stud, man. Yeah, he helps you when he's healthy. Yeah, he'll help you points. He'll help you in free throws a lot. Um, you know, he's a decent rebounder. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one to mention, I think who may be a little bit more time on the shelf is Eric Bledsoe. He's been out two weeks since December 14th and we have not heard an update for him. Last thing I heard, he fractured his lower leg. I have no idea what type of fracture it was, but any type I, I hear something like that and they, they give me a two week timetable. I have a really hard time believing it. Yeah, I didn't really hear a whole ton about it. I did notice that he was out because we had talked about bringing it or, you know, the pickup to would be uh, Devin Chenzo. So, but I didn't really look into his injury. Actually, now that you bring it up, it's the first time I even really heard that it was a fracture. Um, I knew it was a lower, you know, lower body injury, but I didn't hear that it was a fracture. Yeah, I think he fractured his fibula, or he maybe had like a little bit of a, I don't think it was a stress fracture, but it might have been just like a hairline fracture. Probably isn't anything to be super worried about, but man, anytime I hear the word fracture, I think, shoot, they better let that guy heal up. So two weeks seems like a really quick time turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, and it's already been gone for two weeks, so it's, and he's not back, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so he's not going to make his timetable. So, for sure, it sounded like the reports from Christmas Day are that LeBron re-aggravated his groin. What do you think about that? That's crazy because isn't that the exact same thing that happened to him last Christmas? Yeah, it, it actually was. It was his adductor. So, I mean, very similar area to the body. Oh man, it, it and they were. I read a report saying that they're he's being advised by everyone around him. So like, I think his teammates, his coaches, his trainers, to really take his time to get this one healed right because he's been saying that he was not going to sit out unless he was hurt. So, what do you mm-hmm. think about that? I got a lot of beef with it. I think that he needs to play and I don't even care if he's, I mean, I understand if he's injured and he can't physically go, but I think that this is a huge year for him and the Lakers and he's in the MVP running right now. And if he misses 10 plus games, he'll easily fall out of the MVP running. So it's really important. I think for this point in his career, for him to play and play really well and show that he's still the best player in the league. So I think this is huge if he ends up missing time. Yeah, it, they don't have anybody else behind him other than Anthony Davis. We, I think if I saw that Kuzma is around 70% owned and he was available in our league, so in our main league. And so out, there are leagues probably out there where he's still available. And I do think he's the most beneficiary uh, player out of anybody on the Lakers team. If he were to go down, obviously Anthony Davis just goes nuts, but yeah, yeah, there's not much else there. 
there's not much on the Lakers uh, to go around as far as fantasy value if LeBron's missing time, but Kyle Kuzma is probably the best player to keep your eye on. So we'll see when reports come out, but I have my fingers crossed that he doesn't miss any games because I think this is a vital point of his career for him to like really, I don't know, man, just pr- he doesn't have anything to prove left, but I still think he, he feels like he wants to prove some things. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I hope that he's, I'm not, I am. I hate the Lakers. They're literally the least team out of the thirty teams. You so a hater, I'm, bro? I know, and and this is not just because LeBron's there. I love LeBron. It's been a thing since the early two hundred two thousands. You know when they took when the Lakers took out my Blazers. So it's I've held that grudge for a long time. You texted us yesterday and you said there's no way the Lakers beat the Clippers in a seven game series. And uh, me and shout out to Steezy DC. We said, bro. Easy money, Lakers win that series if they match up in the playoffs with a healthy squad. Yeah, I got some notes written down for when we get to that Lakers Clippers game, and I'm going to prove my point a little more. So I'll just save <laughs> it for that. Yeah, all right, well, let's tell our listeners stick around because we're about to debate that uh, when we get to the game recap on Christmas. Uh, the next thing I have on the list here is that, um, oh man, we, we obviously have to talk about Zion today. Do you want to dive into a little bit about? the insight into the medical staff wanting to change his walking and running mechanics. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know what you, why you would ever do that. And to me, that kind of sets back his timetable even further because it's one more step that they have to get over. Right. I mean, it's, you got to teach him how to walk now. Like, okay, then he can't. And then you got to teach him how to run after you teach him how to walk. And it's, I don't know. What do you think? I think it's not good news all the way around again. It's awful. And I think it's a terrible look because it's another excuse for them to hold him out. I think that this is just another reason for them to be like, oh, look, we're going to just keep him out a little longer because we got more shit to work on. Well, it's like, no, duh. We already probably knew you weren't going to bring him back this year. Why don't you just tell us? Why don't you just tell us you're tanking? Why don't you just tell us that you're going to let him do his rookie season next year? So a little insight into what it training new mechanics look like he's such an explosive dynamic player from both a vertical and lateral perspective so like if you're going to teach him how to change his mechanics there's no way you teach a dynamic player like that to change their mechanics in a short period of time so to me it's just a big ass excuse i think it's ridiculous so yeah, we'll see I what happens going with the Falcons. Yeah, the my gut just tells me, you know, this is not good, you know. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We might not see him this year. Uh, anybody else? You got injuries that you want to discuss before we move on to some waiver wires? Uh, yeah. So I did see that there was a report, and I don't know if you did yourself. There was a report by a guy named Brandon Robinson. He works for. Uh, some website and he reported that Kyrie is to be out at least another two to three weeks with the, and then you, I should probably uh, save it until we get to the uh, Nets part, or maybe I can have you pull it up a little later, but I can't even pronounce what it is that they um, uh-huh. diagnosed them with. So if you, and you probably know a little better since you're a doctor. Didn't so if you they, pull up- yeah. Didn't they diagnose him with thoracic bursitis? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) A funny ass story. Dude, this is hella funny. So I was in my PT office and I look at one of my colleagues and I was like, hey, I just want to ask you a quick question. Have you ever heard of thoracic bursitis? And he looks at me and this is a guy that's been practicing PT for a while. And he goes, no, I don't even think there's such a thing as thoracic bursitis. Like in my medical profession, I've never heard of thoracic bursitis. It may be a term that they're describing as an inflammatory condition of like thoracic outlet. So something that Markel Fultz was dealing with in his days with the 76ers that was a huge controversy thing that was going on with them. So maybe it's like a thoracic outlet type of injury with Kyrie. It would make sense based on how long he's been out, but thoracic bursitis, like literally Google that. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can't even say it. So I was just like, I was like, I got to bring it up during the pod. I was like, he's, if anyone's got insight, it's Tyler. Uh, but yeah, that's crazy. Two to three more weeks. <laughs> yeah, good luck with Kyrie. If he's on your fantasy team, he may not. Oh, God. I don't know. I, I can't even give you any advice. Try to trade him. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck trying to get anything close to what you paid for him. If Diesel's out there, I'll give you Draymond Green for Kyrie. I think that's a fair trade. 
Oh gosh, he's and we're gonna get to Draymond. Draymond's had some decent good games, so. Yeah, he has. Uh, Marcus Smart looks like he's coming back next week on Christmas Day. He said he wanted to play, and if it was up to him, he would have played. I didn't realize he's been out since December 6th with what they claim is he's not playing because of his eyes. Yeah, I knew it was an eye issue, but I didn't know that he had been out for that long. It's not a guy that I have on any leagues. Um, yeah. He never, ne- never really comes up on trades or anything like that, so I don't keep that close of tabs on him. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, DeAndre Ayton's back and he's injured his ankle. He's still not back on the court, but they're claiming he's day to day. It's got to be frustrating to own Ayton after you lost him for so long and now he's already injured. Yeah. One, he played one game, got suspended, came back for one game, and now he still hasn't, hasn't came back from that. So he's played <laughs> a total of two games for you. You're really frustrating. Uh, <laughs> so I just, he, like you said, he's day to day. He's got to hold him and hopefully he comes back here soon. Um, yeah, yeah. Another guy that we didn't get to was Bertans, and we're big fans of Bertans over here. And it Help. sucks that he's out at least a week. Yeah, he's out at least a week with a quad right quad injury. So hopeful that he gets back soon. He's been a legitimate one of the best three point shooters in the league this year. He's so dang wet from three point land that that's where he holds all of his value because he's one of the best in the NBA at it right now, especially with Steph and Clay out. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, uh, it sucks. You just got to hold. There's no way you drop. So if yeah, you're no, no way, thinking no. about it, yeah. Um, and then just and, let's end it with one good last piece. Oh, wait, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Tyler. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. I was going to say, and Mo Wagner and Rui still aren't back. And so I'm hopeful that Wagner comes back because I think that that's a piece that the Wizards still really need to develop this year. And so they should be given Mo a ton of time. And Davis is in a weird place. Davis pretends in a weird place in Washington because he's playing so well that they either need to trade him or they need to give him a fat contract. And if they give him a fat contract, they're stuck with John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Davis Bertans as their centerpieces. So there's no way they give him a, a big contract, do they? No, and, I, and we've talked about it before. I think he is for sure gone. Like, and not only that is he going to be gone. I think they're going to get a like a first rounder for him, which is unheard of to give up a first rounder for a guy that you more than likely aren't going to sign again. Because if he goes to a contender, they're not going to give him. He's going to go to a, a, a shitty team that has a ton of cap mm. space, the where they can afford to sign him and other players. So more than yeah. likely, he's going to go to a contender, play, and the Wizards are going to get a first rounder, and then he will end up leaving whatever team he's there if he doesn't, if it, that team doesn't win the championship. Yeah, yeah. So that's some interesting things to consider and be looking for around the trade deadline is maybe Davis gets shipped. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, just the, let, let's actually go ahead. Yeah. Go. No. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tyler. Let's stay on the Wizards really quick. I want to talk about some pickups on their end. Uh, You got Gary Payton II, who's played two good games in a row, and then you got Troy Brown Jr., who's actually had a stretch of maybe a week or two of value. I know that IT's been dropped in a lot of leagues. He's at 38% owned in Yahoo League, so if IT's on your waiver wire, you better be swooping him up because he's going to come back and give some minutes. But does does Gary Payton Jr., the second, and or Troy Brown Jr., sound like pickups to you at this point yeah actually it and both brown are really high on my list this week as ads um if you look at troy brown jr for the past two weeks he's been averaging 15.3 points with 5.8 rebounds and 1.2 uh threes which is really good for a shooting guard um he's also Average a steal over that over the past two weeks for a total. Um, he's ranked seventy fourth over the. Yeah, past. that's that's really really good value. He had a game where he put up twenty six points, nine rebounds, and seven assists. And he's a rookie out of Oregon, and they have all the time to play him the rest of the season that he would want. Yeah, so he's very high on my list. Um, I had I done the notes for this podcast prior to me using all four moves this week, I'd probably already be swooping him up the next game and, that he played. And I'd probably pick, be picking him up too, but my drop is Nerland's Noel. And I, I've actually really considered dropping Nerland's. My team is so deep right now that I, I don't have very many drops, but Nerland's came out and put up two steals and three blocks tonight. And I'm like, 
bro, I don't know if I can drop someone that's getting that elite of steals and blocks in 18 minutes. Yeah, I hadn't seen what he had done tonight. Um, I've been too busy getting ready for the podcast, uh, so I haven't had time to look at all the games going on at the very at this moment that because they're yeah. happening as we're recording this. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I looked at Nerlens Noel, and he was in the hundreds for the past two weeks, so he hasn't been crazy, mm-hmm. crazy good. Uh, and Troy's at seventy four. Um, uh, so it just really depends on what you need because he's going to get you scoring um, with averaging 15 points a game. There's no way Narland Snowells even gets sniffs that. Uh, he's obviously not going to hit three pointers um, and, mm-hmm. and, and, Brown, and Brown will. So it just really, and he gets a steal a game. Um, so yeah. it just really depends on what you need. Yeah, for sure. So there you are, listeners. If you uh, need someone off the waiver wire, he's probably a top three on our list this, this week is Troy Brown Jr., so go swoop him up. Um, let's Before we get into our, our best waiver wire pickups this week, let's talk about a couple of other things in the news. Uh, we had our first trade of the season. Uh, that's right. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, and he has been playing lights out prior to being traded. Do you think his value goes up or down moving to Utah? Hands down, it goes down just because of how much uh, firepower is on Utah. I know Mike Conley's still out, and he may be out for a couple more weeks. So Clarkson's going to get some minutes off the bench. He might be one of their best six men right now just because Joe Ingles is in the um, starting lineup at this point who's been playing lights out. So I think Jordan Clarkson has a couple weeks, month or two of some pretty good value. But I think overall it's a good basketball move for them, maybe not fantasy. Can you name me anyone that comes off the bench in Utah? Oh my gosh, any players that come off the bench right now? Yeah, anyone. Oh my gosh, let's see if I have <laughs> that in my memory bank, dude. I don't know, man. I can't. Uh, I was just thinking that. I was like, well, who would like who's going to get the most minutes off the bench? And didn't I don't didn't they let go of Jeff Green? Has Jeff Green got waived? Yeah, he he cleared waivers either yesterday or today. I I got the um, update. And they got Royce O'Neal, I think, at power forward, but he starts, right? Yeah, he starts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he starts. But, uh, Dante Exum's gone. Uh, I, th- I know they got Emmanuel Moutier, but is he even playing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if he gets any playing time. I'm telling you, God. I don't know. It might not be a terrible landing spot for him, considering how well he's played. I mean, there is probably yeah, a ton right. of minutes to be had off that bench. So damn. So is he a, cons- a considerable pickup? On. Yeah, yeah. I think I, kind of, I think kind of, I gotta watch him play at least one game, and if it's good enough, I think he's definitely out of like somebody you can go, go go grab. Does Dante Exum still have a career? He, it, you know what? It, they every time he gets injured, but I do know that the contract that he signed now was, if you look at defensive analytics, he deserved it. I, I might have I, he might have even made like the all defensive third team to be completely honest at the end of the year um, on his last best year which was either last year or the year before that so so you have hopes I, that Dante Exum makes it back into relevance maybe maybe he's in a, a really good spot to do so I think gosh man he's been so terrible wasn't he what was he a top four pick in the draft yeah so it's top four top five somewhere in there yeah. Jeez, man, he's been disappointing. But he, I know he's battled a ton of injuries. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So if he can get over the injuries, I think he's got a career still. He's just uh, – because he's – defensively, he's probably pretty elite, you know. Yeah. So. Poor Dante Exum, man. I hope that he turns his career around. I was for sure excited about him when he got drafted in the league. Yeah, I did. Uh, good. Yeah. Any other NBA news you want to drop? I know Victor Oladipo may be coming back January or February. Yeah, that was uh, something that Woj dropped. Um, I got something about his teammate. I really like his game that he had when he came back uh, from – because he missed, what, two, three games. And he came back and had uh, 12 points, two threes, three rebounds, four assists, three steals, and – two turnovers, which makes it three steals for three games in a row. Even the game that, that got hurt. Uh, Jeremy that? Lamb. Jeremy oh, Lamb. yeah, yeah. Jeremy Lamb had a couple of good games, yeah. You know who I have high on my waiver wire list is Aaron Holiday, if he's still out and available in leagues. Even with uh, Jeremy Lamb coming back, dude, I think Aaron Holiday is their best player off the bench. Uh, yeah, he and I actually have him as – 
my third waiver wire pickup now that you bring it up. And since we might as well just move right into it. Uh, yeah, but, let's, let's move into waiver wires. Yeah, so he, uh, all these stats that I'm going to be giving out are over the past two weeks. And uh, it's just a good measure that I like. Uh, two weeks is a good amount of time to see if someone's playing well. And it's, it hasn't been like a month where like maybe the first, the you know, the the previous two weeks or the first week or two it held all the value. So two weeks um, is a, a metric I like to use. And uh, Aaron Holiday over those uh, two weeks, the, these past two weeks is at 2.33s, 14.7 points, 3.8 steals, so almost four, uh, 1.2 uh, uh or four assists and almost and 1.2 steals. So 15 points, four assists and a steal with two threes is, you know, very, very good. You can definitely go swoop them up. Yeah. Wow. Those are actually some pretty good stats. So I've been keeping a track of Aaron holiday too. I think someone in our league already grabbed him, but uh, yeah, I had him third on my waiver wire list behind Chris Boucher and someone that we talked about a little bit earlier. Who was it? Uh, uh yeah, just a second ago, um, IT. Yeah, behind IT. So you got Chris Boucher, you got IT, and you got Aaron Holiday. Those are my top three. Um, and let's talk about Chris Boucher real quick. He had on Christmas Day, which we'll get to, but he had twenty four six and two. He shot seven for ten from the field, hit three three pointers. Whoa, dude! Is that another Dante Exum? Or, I mean, Dante. Is that another Pascal Siakam in the making? Yeah, and he has all the potential in the world. He's out of Oregon, and those Oregon, Oregon seems to get those sneaky, uh, sneaky guys, man. Um, I do think he's really, really good. It's just all these other guys that we were talking about, Troy Brown, It, and even I think Aaron Holiday have uh, more long term, season long value than uh, Boucher because I think once. Marcus Saul's back, and uh, then then at that point, more than likely Ibaka moves to the bench, and so now he's got to get behind Ibaka, and and then Rondé Hollis Jefferson is playing fairly well, so uh, I do like Boucher, but I like these other guys a little better personally. Yeah, yeah, I I hear you, and I actually do agree with you, but Chris Boucher in those in the short term is going to be pretty good. The hard thing about him is that he has a couple of games where he just doesn't get enough minutes. And if the minutes aren't there, the production's not there. So that's the only thing that worries me is the coach just has a weird leash with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, it, it, it's weird. And then Siakam will come back and take like 30 minutes. So it's, it's going to be really tough to hold when those guys are all back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what other waiver wires do you have? I'm going to name off a couple of three. You tell me which ones you want to talk about. But I got uh, Alfred Payton, Damian Lee, and Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I like Damian Lee. Um, I, the only thing that we don't like, and we've talked about this a bunch, is that he's on the Warriors. But as of right now, he is hot, man. Super hot. Dude, where did he come from, and why did Hosey pick him up out of the blue? I have no idea why Hosey grabbed him. Shout out to the re-up click. Uh, picked him up on Tuesday night, the night Christmas Eve. He must have picked him up to see how he did on Christmas Day. But now that I'm looking at his game log, dude, he's had like three or four good games in a row. Yeah, he's for the past two weeks, he's at 15, uh, 16 points, seven, seven rebounds, which is really good for a guard, um, and then almost two threes. And that's just killer. Um, and I, yeah. there's no way you can take him off the court. Um, so got to plug him in while he's hot. Yeah, so he's the starting shooting guard in Golden State, Damian Lee. Why is – who who are we missing? I know Steph and Clay aren't there and Draymond's at the four and Glenn Robinson's at the three. But who was starting at shooting guard before Damian Lee? Well, okay, so it was Russell, right? And, um, and, and Glenn Robinson and – were they putting um, yeah. Alec and Burks Pascal. at the two? Pascal, dude. I think he got hurt. Uh, oh, Pascal got hurt. So they moved Damian Lee into shooting guard, and then that Jordan Poole then, guy fell out of the rotation. Yeah, and I don't think – so Pascal, I think, obviously got hurt a while, like a week, a week and a half ago. Yeah. He came back, started coming off the bench, and I don't know if he ever regained his starting gig. Yeah, hey, wow. So Damian Lee is a, a nice pickup right now. 
yeah, and like I said, he's hot. So you gotta you gotta use him right now. Right now, I plug him in. He's twenty two percent owned um, and Yahoo, and it's obviously. He, I think if you he was the top ad of the day so far as of yeah. today, and I'm sure he still is. I I'm a fan of Alfred Payton, and I'll tell you exactly why. I don't like his spot in New York just because we've talked about how awful it is to have a Nick player in your fantasy team, but. I like Alfred Payton for his elite ability to get dimes and steals and he can rack them up in bunches, but he's his field goal and free throw percentage is just going to weigh you down. I don't think that he's a, a bad pickup out there. I think if your league is very competitive and deep and you have someone to get rid of, I think Alfred Payton's worth a stab. Yeah, I, I agree, especially because we've said it over and over, assists are so hard to find. In my case, I think I do just fine in assist, but um, who could it could be the like that you need assist on a Sunday, pick him up, and he does so well that you end up just keeping him, and it would not be a terrible situation. I know that everybody that we named all like five names, I would put him below. They just have they're more efficient and they have more potential. They don't have three guys playing one position. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I do like him too. Yeah, the last one I named, Dylan Brooks, you picked him up last night because uh, someone got, oh, yeah, you dropped Luke Kennard. You picked up Dylan Brooks. How long does he stay on your fantasy squad? I know you're out of moves this week, and it's only Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I ended up having Jabari Parker and uh, and RHJ had a terrible game, not terrible, but non Christmas. So between those two guys, I didn't want either one of those two guys. And the Memphis Grizzlies played three times in four days. Uh, I knew I had some injuries coming up. So I was like, if, uh, if cat can't play, I'll plug in, you know, I'll plug this person in and, and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, he has been playing well. Uh, as of the past two weeks, um, it's a guy that if you need points, he's your dude. If you need threes, he's your dude. Um, uh, um, but yeah, so that's pretty much his specialty there is threes and, and points. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> that's pretty funny, though. It's just, yeah, overall, uh, Dylan Brooks, another Oregon player. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you are. Okay, uh, any other waiver wire ads you like? I can't believe Kevin Huerter is still 46% owned. Jesus. And P.J. Washington, because of his injuries, dipped under 50%. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have either of those two guys on your waiver wire, uh, you don't know what you're doing, buddy. Yeah, those guys are top ads already that we've talked about in the past, and they're so close to 50 that I didn't even consider them um, as like being a part of my list. But they do jump to number one out of all the guys that we've talked about, if they happen to be available. Mm-hmm. How about Jalen Brunson? Do you think he should be owned now that Luca's back? I haven't seen what he, what he did tonight. Let's look it up real quick. Jalen Brunson's been playing good. He only got 13 minutes tonight, had six points and three assists. That's unfortunate that his minutes got tanked now that Luca's back. Yeah. Um, and I, we had a feeling that this was going to happen. I mean, um, but yeah, I don't think he's an ad for me per se. Um, I'd rather have a guy like Derek Jones Jr. Um, that we haven't talked about. Um, he's been playing very well. He's averaging 1.7 steals and 0.7 blocks with 1.23s um, throughout the past two weeks. And another guy that's also similar to him is DFS, which is a guy on his team. He's averaging 0.83s, uh, 1.83s. Are you talking about Dorian Finney-Smith? Yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith is averaging almost two two threes a steal and a block over the past two weeks. How does Miami find time to give all these guys minutes? They got so many pieces they need to give minutes to. Yeah, but Derek Jones Jr. um, has actually been getting a ton of playing time, even with everybody there. So I don't know if it's... Uh, like, I don't think it's hurting him. I think it's probably hurting other players. Yeah, he must be super versatile and can play positions two through four, two through, yeah, probably two through four, uh, because they got minutes to give to Goran Dragic and Tyler Hero and Kelly Olynyk's minutes have been dropping. And they got Duncan Robinson and none. They just got so many pieces. Yeah, um, I think, I think Jones is a 
fairly good ad. Uh, write him out. If he gets you one steal or one block, which is not out of, you know, not crazy. It's not crazy. He could definitely do that um, and get you a three. And he just does that on a consistent basis. He should be owned 100% in every league. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so in 12-team competitive leagues, are there any other waiver wire pickups this week? We're in the week 10 of the NBA season that you feel like are good players to mention for our listeners. Uh, I got one last one. Uh, I, there's plenty, um, but one main one that I just want to bring up is if uh, you are low in steals, Chris Dunn is still at 28%. He's still starting. Otto Porter is still out. And he's averaging 2.3 steals over the past two weeks. And that is that'll that could win you a category. And we've mentioned that exact same scenario happening in the past. So that's another guy. If you're low on steals. It's a one you can go grab right now with him being available in 20 or uh, only owned in 28% of leagues. Yeah, yeah. Chris Dunn's a great name. We've definitely dropped his name a couple of times. I really like Otto Porter Jr. I hope he has a speedy recovery. I know he was given a four-week timetable about three weeks ago. Is that a guy that you want to stash anytime soon? My gut tells me that his his foot is not even anywhere close to being ready just because when you have a foot injury like that, you typically aren't doing basketball activities, and he's just been not, pretty much non-weight-bearing at this point. So it makes me nervous that he's not coming back anytime soon. So it's a foot. I thought it was his hip. It might actually be both. Hmm. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it was. Like a, it. Yeah. It initially was a, a bone bruise, and then upon further MRI investigation, I think they decided that he had uh, a stress reaction in his heel. Yeah, I don't like it at all, man. Um, if you can, I mean, if you are sitting, if you don't have an IR spot and you're sitting at the top, why not? I don't see why not. Um, yeah, I mean, at least he could float for a bit. Yeah, yeah, and then if you hear any bad news, just drop him again. But um, it's not <laughs> a bad idea to take a gamble on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Cool. I think we covered all the waiver wire ads for this week. Let's move into game recap for Christmas Day. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Cool, man. Let's let's rattle these guys off. Uh, Boston Celtics beat the Raptors in Toronto to open off Christmas morning. That was an early morning game. Uh, that was a pretty well-rounded box score for Boston. Kemba had a good game. Jalen Brown proceeds to just kill it. And, and Gordon Hayward made his return. Yeah. Gordon Hayward's return looked really promising. I did like to see that the ball was in his hands uh, to get those six assists. Uh, it's really encouraging. The fact that he did that in 26 minutes to get six dimes. Um, I also like the two uh, the two steals and the block that he had. I I'm excited for Gordon Hayward. I was looking at I was watching the game and Gordon Hayward made a couple of plays off the dribble where he just kind of found his own shot and I'm like, dude, that looks like the old Gordon Hayward. So hopefully his foot injury is behind him and he's healthy going forward the rest of this year because he's a very important piece for Boston if they actually want to go deep into the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah, they definitely need him. Um, I do like, did you see the game that uh, Tatum had the night or the game before he had Christmas night? So he had a disappointing night compared to the night before, but the night before he had a career night and I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 39 points. So yeah, yeah, this one bad game or it's not even terrible, but um, he, I mean, obviously he's having a killer year and uh, the game before really proves it. Yeah, is is he a third year in the league or is he a sophomore? He's a third year, right? Yeah, it was the same year Markel Fultz came in because... Yeah, yeah so this is year three. Three years, yeah. Yeah, so this is appropriate. I think he's playing right at where he should be playing. He's borderline going to be an all-star this year. Or he probably is an all-star, right? I mean, yeah, we've talked about it a couple times. It's going to be tough, I think, to get all three. So for sure, Kimba. And then we'll see if, who they take between Brown and um, Tatum. And like you said, Brown had a killer game. He shot 10 for 13 and had five threes, 30 points. Oh, man, dude. Yeah. It's finally breakout time for Jalen Brown. I can't believe we're even talking about this because I remember two years ago when I owned him as a rookie. I think he was a rookie maybe. Yeah. No, no. He was a sophomore. He's been in the league. This is fourth year. Uh, 
when I owned him as a sophomore, I just was so excited for him and it, he was just such a big bust and I cannot believe it's finally breakout time for Jalen Brown. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I didn't know if it was ever going to happen and he, he was like, I've mentioned before, it was one of my favorite players to watch out of college and I'm really glad it's happening because I was fairly disappointed with him last year. Um, and I'm glad that the Celtics saw something that I didn't and gave him yeah, that huge did. contract. Yeah. Cause they gave him the money up to it. Yeah. He's living yeah, he up to 20, it. 20 points a game, seven boards, close to three dimes and a steal. Those are damn good stats, man. He, he definitely deserved his bag. Yeah. I, I'm really happy for him. Um, anybody on the Raptors you want to talk about? I, I know I've got a couple things to bring up. Jeez, Fred Van Vliet had a hell of a game. I was watching him. He had the ball in his hands quite frequently. He was kind of like passing back and forth between him and Lowry. Uh, I was just really disappointed in my boy OG and Obi. He seems like he's trading a good game for a bad game right now. Yeah, he's he's and he started off so hot, and there was so much usage being left up from uh, Leonard leaving, and he was essentially pretty much being plugged in for him into the starting lineup that with that hot start, I was really excited. Um, and then with all the injuries that they've had, I would expect a little more and hopefully that gets turned around. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but I, I think it's promising for him going, going through this season. Anybody on the Raptors you want to rattle off? Um, not really. I, I know that Lowry's had a really, really uh, has benefited a lot from, all the injuries he's gone off for like 30 uh, a ton oh he he scored 20 something in the fourth quarter to uh the game prior to this one to make a 30 point comeback biggest in toronto history so and he was a big part of that 30 point comeback um i did see that there was that nick nurse is going to make a change to the lineup and i think that's gonna end up being so let's see the starter was McCaw, and more than, yeah, and more than likely, he'll end up getting sent to the bench, and it's probably what if it was for uh, Chris Boucher? That'd be crazy. I think that would be awesome to see if Chris Boucher slid into the small small forward position. I think that'd be so cool. He's six foot nine, so he could play between that three and the five position. Yeah, so who knows? It might. Well, they could probably move Ananobi to the small forward and then play Boucher at the four. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, I hope they do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, see. we'll find out. Yeah, uh, the Sixers just crushed the Bucks. They were up the entire game. I actually, t- I'm pretty sure I turned it off after the third quarter. Yeah, I th- I can't remember which one of these games I took a nap in because, like as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, some of these games were a little on the uh, disappointing side, but. There was, uh, I did like to see that Middleton took over after, uh, so Giannis missed some, he was grimacing at the beginning of the game and towards the end of it, uh, I don't know if he got an aggravated something else or if it was the same thing, but he ended up sitting out the fourth quarter and they made, or not the entire fourth quarter part of it. And they made a huge run to almost close the gap and, uh, at least get within a couple of possessions, but, uh, Middleton was a big part of that. He had 31 points with five threes and uh, eight rebounds and four assists. Yeah, Middleton had a big game, but it looked like Philly was in control pretty much the whole game. Chris, I mean, Giannis just played so bad. He was eight for 27, two for four from the free throw line, 0 for seven from three. Uh, he's probably going to get his revenge next game. But I think the thing that stood out to me the most was just how great Philly was all around from their yeah, from their bench all the way to their starters, they just all came out solid, and Joel Embiid looked pretty, uh, pretty dominant. Yeah, if since we didn't get to him in, uh, and there's a ton of guys that looked great. Ben triple doubled the other night, and he had 14 assists in this game. And Harris has been on fire, and Embiid had crazy game, but uh, and Horford double doubled. Um, but Corkman, uh, Furkan Corkmans has had a, he had a good game in this game. He had four threes and three steals with 16 points and he had a good game prior to this one. Uh, so we didn't mention him, but it's probably another guy you want to keep your eye on considering he got the most minutes off the bench. Oh, and Thibault is going to be gone. So someone's got to get his minutes too. Yeah. Thibault's hurt. So 
Korkmaz is probably filling in for majority of Matisse's minutes. So Korkmaz would probably be a good pickup if if you have something to drop. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, two good games in a row, and uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Golden State Warriors played next. They beat the Rockets 116-104. Dude, that's super disappointing for Houston, I think. I think that's pretty embarrassing to lose on national television to the Warriors. Jeez. Yeah, did you see the interview at the end with Draymond? He was saying that they're getting better and uh, as the season progresses. They're obviously really, really young. Uh, but I do like to see that that they believe that they're getting better. Obviously they should not be beating the Rockets or the Rockets shouldn't be losing to them. Um, did you actually watch it? Yeah, I watched the game. I watched most of it just because I have Draymond on my fancy team now. So I wanted to see how Draymond was involved with the most of most of his teammates and they don't run the ball through Draymond often. His usage rate still seems like it's relatively low, but he still, always does the little things on the court and sets up his players for shots. So what stood out to me the most was uh, probably D'Angelo, how much, how much the ball was in D'Angelo's hands. Yeah. I, uh, what I liked to see was uh, that they had the better, well, they came back out of halftime and they were completely supremely confident. And that fourth quarter, they were killing them. They weren't letting the Rockets phase them at all. Um, I did like to see Willie Colley Stein get four blocks. He has never been a blocks guy. I, I love Willie Colley Stein coming out of Kentucky. Um, the fact that he's averaging this many blocks this season is wild to me. Um, he also picked up two, uh, two steals and with 10 points. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Damian Lee had a hell of a game and so did Glenn Robinson, the third. So those are two guys that stepped up big for them on Christmas day. And they essentially, it shut down Harden. I don't think Harden had too great of a game. He had like one good quarter. Okay, yeah. Um, to get on the Rocket side real quick, did you see that Gordon was potentially coming back? Yeah, what do you think about Gordon coming back? They're going to need him off the bench. Probably hurts Ben McElmore the most, right? Yeah, I think so too. And he, Ben McElmore had a bad game. Um, I do think that this is more of like a real life, like they need him more in real life than they do in um, in fantasy. Um, but, uh, did you see that house had five threes and a steal and a block? And I know that we talked about him trending in the wrong direction, but he's actually put together a decent amount of games. Yeah. I was looking him, uh, I was looking him up on Yahoo and I think he's in the 24, 25% owned range. And I was super surprised to see that because managers that are not very patient probably moved on from him when he got hurt and when he went through this pretty bad slump. So it's good to see house, uh, have a really good game. And then for someone like you, who's held on to him kind of be rewarded on Christmas day. That's pretty cool. Yeah, don't you think he'd be a top ad considering that there are, you know, since he's available in so many leagues? He should be he should be added if he's on the waiver wire. Absolutely. I don't even think he should have been dropped. Yeah, he only missed what he only had. I don't even know if he, he missed like maybe one game or two games, had a couple bad games after that. So he mm-hmm. had a stretch of like where he didn't get his owners hardly anything for maybe I want to say four to five games. But yeah, I think he should be owned. Uh, did you see that Westbrook went eight for eight from the free throw line? I was really surprised by that. I didn't even know that that's... I watched the whole thing. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> the guy seems like he's got worse as the season goes on, or as his career goes on from the free throw line. He went 0 for eight from three-point line to eight for eight from the line. <laughs> yeah, wow, crazy. <laughs> uh that's funny clippers played the lakers and they came away with the victory i was so pissed at how the lakers played down the stretch i was very frustrated yeah i mean and okay so now that we're gonna get here um to it i the the clippers if you look at their guys they had pretty bad game lou williams had a terrible terrible game um pat beverly is gonna do what he did at a minimum i think like that's one steal one block and obviously that block came on lebron's final shot attempt to tie it up uh 
but Pat Beverly had a bad game. I don't, uh, or a decent game, or I think that's the worst he's going to get. Uh, but Lou definitely had a bad game. Um, uh, Paul George had a bad game. And if you look, go look at Anthony Davis and LeBron James, those, those guys, are, that's a normal stat line for both of those guys. 10 assists, a bunch of defensive stats, hitting threes. Maybe LeBron hits more threes, gets a little more efficient. Uh, but uh, I don't like. I didn't like what I saw. They had um, they had a ton of guys play terrible, um, and they still pulled off the W. So yeah, we'll see what happens uh, when it comes playoff time. I hundred percent sure that the Lakers and Clippers are going to see each other in the playoffs. I just know it's going to happen. Very confident of that. So I think it'll be a good series, no doubt about it. Uh, and everyone knows what happens when you play playoff LeBron. So that's really all I got to say is just wait till playoff LeBron comes and then good luck. Okay. Yeah. Just wait till Paul George pulls together a good game <laughs> with, with Kawhi Leonard and Lou Williams also having decent games. Dude, um, those Clippers suck, bro. Yeah. And Kuzma getting 25 points. Ugh, yeah, right. That's not going to happen again. So good luck, and and then you got JaVale McGee getting two points, Avery Badley getting two points, Danny Green getting six. It's gonna be gross. It's gonna. If anybody did... wants to come, if anybody wants to come at me with a bet, you can hit me up on Twitter at ts underscore dot dot. I will bet you whatever you want to bet. Swear to God, Lakers win the ship this year. Oh my gosh, no, they're not. But the, I just, I literally just told you the stats. I showed you stats. The Kuzma thing is not going to happen again, and these other guys are going to pull together good games in a seven-game series, and LeBron and AD are going to have too much weight. to. They're not going to keep up. They're no, there's no way they keep up. <laughs> it's going to be fun to see. I can't wait for the playoff time. Uh, let's talk about the last game of the season, or last game of the night last night, uh, Pelicans and the Nuggets. I am going to be honest. I didn't watch this whole game. I didn't either. I probably should have, uh, considering I think just about everybody had the uh, the Denver Nuggets winning, and they, if they lost, they probably didn't have them losing by twelve. Uh, the first thing that I I don't I didn't watch much of it myself either. So the one thing that jumps out at me was Brandon Ingram hitting thirty one points with seven threes, which is uh, just nuts, man. Bro, dude, I didn't even see Brandon Ingram hit seven threes. His breakout season is for real. Yeah, and Derek Favors, it, we I knew was the pickup, and I had a chance to get him, and I didn't get him. I don't know what I was thinking. He had three blocks, a steal, and 13 rebounds, eight, eight assists. And, excuse me, this is what worried me about uh, Hayes was the fact that he had to deal with somebody like that. And obviously, obviously favors is not going to finish the season at, you know, starting or playing 30 minutes. But if he was available and he, these are the type of stat lines he could have put up. And I knew he should have been known and I knew it and I didn't pick him up. I can't believe that he played 30 minutes. It just blows my mind that he's been out for so long. And then there you go. Puts up a, a fat stat line. So congratulations. If you picked up Derek favors off the waiver wire, I don't know what I would do with Jackson Hayes right now, but if he's on my team and he gets seven minutes, see you later, buddy. Yeah. It's I, yeah, man, there's not much. I, I mean, and you must, you'd have to be in a super deep league. We're talking thir- like sixteen, maybe no, probably even worse than that. More like 30, 20, man. I don't know what how deep t- you'd have to have him to hold him. But um, on other news, uh, Hart had a decent game. Uh, no defensive stats, but sixteen points, nine boards, and four threes. So yeah, that's, another- that's pretty good. Yeah, and we you mentioned him that you didn't think he was addable or uh, I don't know uh, what you mentioned. Yeah, exactly, I, I made a, I made a comment that just like man, I, he's kind of borderline if he should be on a team right now. In fact, if he was on my team and he had kind of a couple of games like he's had in the past couple of weeks, I probably would have considered dropping him. But I don't know. There's other guys on the wave where I might take over Hart, but he again showed last night 16 points and nine rebounds that he probably should be on a team. Yeah, he yeah, had a good the, line. Yeah, the four threes is probably uh, yeah. the best best part of yeah. that one. 
over on Denver, obviously Nikola Jokic continues to turn his season around, but Gary Harris looks like he's turning it on. He was ended up on our waiver wire, and I'm still kicking myself I didn't pick him up. I'm, I knew that Gary Harris would figure it out and turn it around. He's too good of a player not to, and if he's getting minutes in the 30s as a starter, he should not be on the waiver wire. Yeah, I think you did pick him up for a second, or you did, or I thought you picked him up at least for like a game or something. I think I might have picked him up. Oh, I think I did pick him up for a game, and then I ended up needing to drop him because I was trying to win a category on Sunday. So I think I dropped him, and then Moose Knuckle swooped him up again. Yeah, after he made a big trade for Harden, which if you've seen Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, not because he's not going to be, we're not going to talk about him because. He's, he didn't play on Christmas. He hit 30-point games back-to-back. And uh, just to recap a trade in our league, in our main, in our hometown main league, uh, someone traded Harden straight across for Shea Gildas-Alexander, Donnie Mitchell, and Gordon Hayward. And it looks, with the game that Gordon Hayward had and Shea Gildas-Alexander getting back-to-back 30, and you know what you're going to get from Donnie Mitchell – to me, that looks like he got enough for Harden when most of the time you never want to trade the number one player. But in his case, he's in last. So I, I do like yeah, that I, trade for him. Yeah, he had to pull that trigger, and I'm glad he did because it looks like he got three good players in return if they bar and they stay healthy. The reason why I don't like doing a trade like that is because if one of those three players goes down, you literally lose the trade because then it's just a two for one with a waiver wire ad. So I think there's too much risk involved when you're doing a huge trade like that. But I think if there's your season's going a certain way and you need to add depth and you just don't have the firepower, I think that it's necessary to do a move like that. But that's the risk when you're trading three players for one is you get the best player in the league and, and that's, Literally all that matters is you get the best player. So yeah, hey, but Shea Gilgis has had good games and I've owned him this entire year. I'm really disappointed I traded him because I knew that eventually he was going to get some consistency with some big games. Yeah, I think Lamb, if if you, it's he's a different type of player, but Lamb holds his own value on his own. Um, Shea Gilgis Alexander is going to miss more shots, whether it's free throw or actual shots, because he's just more aggressive. He's going to get to the line um, and he's not going to hit anywhere near uh, efficiency wise. And he obviously has a ball in his hands more. So he's going to turn the ball over more. And, uh, and lamb is a, a huge defensive stats guy. And so it's just like, those are the money stats and then he's efficient. So Obviously, those lines aren't going to jump out at you the way Shea Gildas does, but I think he holds just as much value, um, especially if you're getting someone else in return, which years was Mike Conley, and he did sit out and come back. You just He just got hurt again, That's and it, and it goes right back yeah, to your point. And, and I traded trading two for one. And, yeah, and I traded Conley when he got hurt for Draymond Green, so I'm glad at this moment that I did that, but I know what the future holds for Draymond, so I did it with the intent of like, okay, when Draymond is sitting games and resting, like, and I need a player, I'm just going to pick up a hot wave wire and drop, drop Draymond if it's come fantasy playoff time, but my hope is that I can move Draymond before that happens. Yeah, and you might be able to if uh, someone is looking for something in particular like a sister or something like that. Yeah. Cool. That, that caps the games for Christmas day. Do you have anything else to add? LP 14. No, no, man, it doesn't look like we're going to get to today's games, but uh, that's okay. Um, you, you probably don't want us half-assing it anyways, because that's what we would have had to do yeah. without any notes. But I did want to, did you want to read off some of the, uh, two or just a two and four gamers for next week. And maybe you name some players on that, um, on those teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is week 10 going to week 11. So uh, week 11, you don't have very many teams that play two games. Go ahead, Luis. Yeah. So that I'll name off the two gamers and you can name off some of the four gamers. Uh, so Houston and uh, Philly. Oh, Houston. Okay. Let's see. Let's see here. Right, I'll start over. Houston plays two times, New Orleans plays twice, and Philadelphia plays twice. Um, any players on those guys on those teams that you that we talked about? 
no, I don't think there's any big names, but like someone like Jackson Hayes, I'd cut him because he only plays two games. And then uh, Ben McLemore is probably not someone that you want to have on your team heading into next week just because of two games. So that's kind of the big things that I take away of maybe even that Cormaz guy, uh, just because there's only two games next week, he might not be the strongest pickup. Yep. Um, but four game weeks, you got the Wizards coming up four games. We've talked a ton about the Wizards next week. So there's some guys that you should pick up on the Warriors for next or on the Washington Wizards for next week. Portland plays four. Phoenix plays four. Orlando plays four. Minnesota Timberwolves, Miami Heat, LA Clippers, Detroit Pistons, Cleveland Cavaliers. That rounds off your four game team, four game teams for week 11. Yeah, um, I, I like uh, the guy that we haven't talked about a lot is Pat Beverly. I think he's putting up great value. I'm sure he's right around 50, maybe just under 60. Um, I like him with him playing four times next week. He's a great yeah. rebounder, steals. He'll get you a block. Um, just he'll hurt your free throw. For sure. All right, fellas, that's going to do it. Thank you to all our, our listeners. This is uh, the pickup episode nine. I can't believe we've been doing this thing for nine podcasts. So we're continuing to hopefully try and get better each week. We do this every Thursday morning or night. This this special evening, just because it was holiday yesterday, I was on the road this morning. So we decided to do the podcast in the evening. So pumped that we have listeners out there. I wanted to make a note that we have people listening from all over the world, which is pretty cool. We got people from Canada, India, Serbia, Australia. So I think it's cool that we reach different uh, countries and hopefully we continue to have that trend continue. Yeah, that's that's cool stuff, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, everyone have a very safe holiday season. We will see you guys next week. Any, any last words, LP? Uh, yeah, just a happy new year to everyone out there. Happy New Year's, fellas. All right, everyone have a good one. See you guys later.